Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Welcome to King of the Hill Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Rusty. Rusty, we have reached the end of the season four line. Uh, If the last episode was the penultimate, this would be the ultimate. Yes. Ultimate or final, I guess. I don't don't know. Yeah, this is the last one. This is a shitty Peggy episode. It is a a heavy shitty Peggy episode. Yes. Um, This episode is fine. I'm not... A giant fan of it just simply because of all the different stars i think it's it's a very celebrity heavy episode <clears throat> it is sure. and and i think maybe when i saw it it was kind of cool but then it it paints some of these <clears throat> folks in some really bad light honestly yeah. and not only that for charlie daniels yeah, randy charlie travis daniels, yeah. i mean they're, they're and for some of y'all dicks. uh before we started mason had said could you really call country musicians <laughs> uh celebrities uh at that time frame it was the number one genre in the country. I still think you can. And they were touring globally, some of sure. these country singers. My mom lived in England, and she saw Randy Travis in concert in the 80s. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who was the guy that played the fiddle? Uh, not Charlie Daniels. There's another I don't know. Anyway, saw him here in town one time, and I don't, I don't know. I can't remember what oh, his name uh, is. Oh, Pat Green. No, 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 this was somebody bigger. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. He's very local. He is very local. He, he, he did well for a while. Um, but I remember he used to uh, play the fair all the time. Yeah. You know, a lot of fair stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of fair shows. And then he has that song about George's, the, uh, the bar here in town. Oh, he does. Yeah. It's about big O's and George's. Oh, I didn't know that. that. Yeah. That's one of the things that made him super popular here in town. Uh, okay. They're highly overrated. Yeah, I agree. Um, please, please sponsor us, Georges. You're wonderful. Uh, season four, I, episode. I, I do like those bacon chicken. What is it? The yeah, they call they them call white them, wings. I think don't they? Uh, or do they call them uh, armadillo eggs or bear balls like, or something. something. something it's always something like that. There's, there's <laughs> 46 places that have those, and they all call them something different. 
Uh, okay, so season four, episode 23, Peggy's Fanfare. Peggy's Fanfare. Uh, this is all about country music. Yep, the pretty much the thing. entire episode, yeah. Um, and again, we're at the end of a season. The very end of the season. Yeah. This is uh, the end of season four, so thanks everybody for that stuck with us oh, yeah. all the way to the final season. No kidding. I can't believe y'all are still in the house. You need to get your stuff together. Uh, okay, so uh, with this one, we assume there's going to be a bell and a yell. Yep. And there is, but first we get a scene before the opening credits. Yeah, there's a scene before the credits. So Hank's in the garage. He seems very bored. Uh, he's got two measuring tapes up. And he's checking the action on them as to whether they'll go back or <laughs> yeah, not. Yeah. <laughs> One of them doesn't. He looks very sad and tosses it into the Goodwill box. Uh, Peggy comes running in uh, as her usual self. It's all about her. Uh, she comes in with a letter in her hand. She goes, I've done it, Hank. I've finally done it. I've gotten someone to respond to my letter. Hank says, you see, Peggy, you just need to find a pen pal with as much free time as you have. She goes, no, 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 I sent song lyrics to every major country music star, and I finally got this from Mr. Randy Travis. Oh, wow. Hank's like, oh, Randy Travis. She says, okay, all right. Dear songwriter, we regret to inform you, blah, 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 legal reasons, blah, 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 never read it, blah, blah, blah. Once again, good luck with your songwriting career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Signed, Rob Readers of the law firm Readers and Anatole. Uh, Hank says, uh Kind of sounds like uh, to me that Randy Travis's lawyer sent you a rejection letter. Yeah. He goes, uh, she goes, oh, Hank, they have to say that. Travis loved my lyrics. He called me a songwriter. He said I could have a career in front of me. And you know what? He's right. Then we go straight into the credits and we get a super big yell and a super big yell. You got it, man. Yeah, really, really big one. It is a big one. Uh, I love that we found that little Easter egg. Yeah. You know that that has. Uh, I never, I never, I always thought I never that paid attention to whenever it. Whenever we started this out, I, I, I expected way more bells and yells because I just, in my mind, when I think of the King of the Hill theme yeah. song, I think of a bell and a yeah. yell, and it turns out that it really was <laughs> not really as not. much as you thought it was. It's yeah. the Mandela effect, uh, it, meaning I thought Mandela was in the opening credits. Uh, okay, now we're at the Arlen Methodist Church. Uh, the pastor is up uh, uh, speaking to the congregation. He says, uh, we've had so many great suggestions for our church bis bus trip this year, we've decided to go to Country Music Fair or Fanfare in Nashville, Tennessee. Peggy jumps up. She's super excited. She's like, I win. That was my suggestion. <sighs> She's That's terrible. terrible. You're person. at church. Yeah, you're at church, she, Peggy. Well, Simmer only, down, not Peggy. Not only that, <laughs> she runs up to the pulpit. She takes over the mic, pushes the pushes the uh, pastor behind her, and goes, thank you, Assistant Pastor Rayburn. For those of you who don't know, I am Peggy Hill, and Fanfare is a four-day festival. Four days. Wow. Where we will get to meet our favorite. That's fav a revival, not a festival. <laughs> that is a yeah. lot. Where we get to meet our favorite country music stars, including my friend, Randy Travis. Everybody's eyes just kind of look at each other. They're just kind of like, oh, shit, here comes Peggy. Again. Yeah. Uh, she says, okay, may God look upon you with kindness and give you peace. Amen. You are now dismissed. That is not her job. It is not her job to do the final prayer. No, it's not, not her all. job to dismiss anybody. But in true Peggy fashion, she doesn't care. Isn't that called the benediction? I the, believe so. The final prayer. Yeah, I'm sure somebody will tell us we're wrong. Yeah. Uh, later, we're in front of a bus at the church. So the, the I'm assuming it's the next day. It couldn't be the same day. Uh, and uh, they're about to pull out for the four-day fan fest freedom fuck at, uh, <laughs> the, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, Bobby and Connie are standing there in front of the bus. Uh, Bobby's like, uh, Connie, I'm going to miss you so much. 
Connie says, I got you this phone card at the mall. It's good for 10 minutes, and it has Tony Danza's picture on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. He goes, Connie, my girl, Buddha broke was the he, mold. Was he on, like, calling cards back then or something? Oh, no, I don't think so. I think okay. I think there were celebrities pushing calling cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you, you, you could always buy the ones to Mexico almost anywhere Isn't you Isn't that went. odd, though? A calling card, just the concept of a calling card is just They're so They're still weird. around. They do. They're, They're still, still around. They're still around. Yeah. Like if you need to call internationally or something, yeah, you can get an oh, international Oh, it gets you cheaper card. rates yeah. if you buy the card. It doesn't. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, sure. It doesn't. Yeah, at this point, I mean, I don't understand why we still use area codes. You know? At this point, I'm not understand why we still use like regular cellular yeah. like Excuse call me. on the phone because there's, uh, there's so many... Like most phone conversations I have are done through Facebook, honestly. Yeah. I, I want to be the guy who has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, yeah. zero or zero. something. Yeah. Just get rid of get rid of area codes and just give me a number. Uh just like in the Bible, the beast gives you one, so that's good. Uh so he says, Connie, my girl, uh Buddha broke the mold when he made you. And then they kiss, and it's it's like not a, a half-ass kiss. Either. No, this it's is, not. This is tongue down the throat yeah, kind yeah, of kiss yeah. from Bobby. Very wild kiss, Bobby. I'm sure the the tongue tastes a lot like liver. Uh, he uh, then you hear Peggy in the back. She's got her little uh, visor on her her uh, what do you call them jorts? Uh, yeah, jorts <laughs> or culottes or culottes whatever. Yeah, she she's got a she is she's running this show, and she goes, "Okay, people, two minute warning. Please see me for your seat assignments before you get on the bus." Pastor comes up and he says, uh, "Listen, I, I was planning to let people sit wherever they wanted, you know, kind of like church. Like church." Yeah. She goes, "Oh, church is not a field trip. As a substitute educator, I know field trips, and as a country songwriter, I also know Nashville." <laughs> Whatever. <Yeah. laughs> the pastor says, uh, "Peggy, uh, I'm the assistant pastor of the congregation, and I did go to divinity school in Nashville, where I wrote a hymn or two. She says, "Yes, but you did not get a letter from Randy Travis, and I did." And then she goes, "Does a big whistle and says, on the bus." I could not, I could not be around a real Peggy for very long. I couldn't do a real Peggy for very long either. I've would, known uh, some of them, and I just, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Well, if there's six people in a room, and you can't find out which one is the Peggy, would it be <laughs> me? It's a thumb pointing back <laughs> at you. Yeah, me? that's right. That's <laughs> no, it. You got it. I'm the Peggy. Uh, okay, so now we're on the bus. Uh, Peggy is at the front on the. Uh, what do you call that? Is it an intercom? Is it a CB? What oh, is a it? PA. It's a, it's a PA. Like a yeah. PA system. Yeah, I guess so. A public yeah. a public announcement system. Public is announcement. That what a PA, yeah, PA and it's is. in the yeah. Personal um, announcement. Public address system. Peggy's I think is what it is. Peggy address system. system. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pasquetti. Uh, she goes. Uh, Good morning, fanfarers and fanfarees. I'll be calling out various highlights of our fort. 14-hour trip to Nashville. Wow. Our first stop will be the world's largest fiberglass raven, which is also the largest raven I have ever seen. Well, no shit, Peggy. You don't get a bunch That's of 14-foot ravens coming <laughs> that, to your yard. That line, the world's largest. <laughs> well, it's the largest raven I've ever seen. Well, it's the world's largest, Peggy. That's right, Peggy. Come on. <laughs> all right, later we're on the bus, uh, and, and I love this, that all four guys are sitting on one row, and they're all drinking beer out of out of, out of cowboy a paper bag, coolers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and on a church trip. No, on a church no trip, yeah. yeah. Uh, you hear uh, Peggy, she's still up there. Congratulations, Eustace Miller, who came close uh, with a guess of 61. The number I was thinking of was 64. Eustace goes, yes. <laughs> and then you hear Dale say, Hank, is she going to play camp counselor through the entire state of Arkansas? Hank, of course, you know, loves his wife. Oh, come on, Dale. She's just having fun. Think of another number, Peggy. 
Uh, and now we're at the big raven statue. So we finally made it to the largest fiberglass, fiberglass yeah, raven. Big, yeah. Bobby is over on a payphone. He's calling to talk to Connie, and uh, Con answers. He's got a freaking headset on, like he like he's working a call center or something. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he says, uh, "Hello, Mister Susan News and Phone. Is Connie there?" He goes, uh, "He. It, you can literally see Connie out the window. He's yeah. sitting in his chair. He kind of looks over, and he goes, uh, Connie, she's not here.' Uh, Bobby says, "Where is she? Connie want to go swimming all afternoon with Chain Wasana Song. That her business. Enjoy your hillbilly festival, and just hangs messing up on with her. Him. Yeah, messing with <laughs> hangs him. up on him." And then you hear Tony Danza from the calling card say, hey, this is Tony Danza. You've got eight minutes left. And that's his cameo. <laughs> was just his voice. Yeah. He, he actually did the voice, right? That's yeah, amazing to voice. me. That's amazing to they, me. They actually got him in to do the voice, but he probably was super expensive. Just for expensive. the calling card. I imagine at that time frame, he was probably really yeah. expensive. So all they could probably I, get with that was a couple of minutes. Was that uh, maybe the... T- uh, I was going to say is at the tail end of Who's the Boss, but I think it was probably already over. Yeah, yeah. I point. think that was already over. Yeah. All right, so now we see the bus pulling into the Tennessee State Fair. Uh, Peggy, of course, taking uh, every opportunity to make herself important, says, on behalf of Fanfare, let me be the first to welcome you with a little song written by Peggy Hill. Fanfare can be fun, fair, but you don't want to wait to turn in line. That's unfair. Thank you. I mean, she just, like, <laughs> launches into this yeah, dumbass song, song she's written. Everybody on the bus turns and looks at Hank. Uh, now we're at the campsite, so... This is this is odd to me. I guess it's kind of like a Woodstock or a or a Bonnaroo or something like that, where they have to set up their own tents and stay at a campsite yeah. rather than like stay in a cabin. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably cheaper. Uh, Peggy is uh, uh, she is standing beside a big pot uh, with her apron on and a giant wooden spoon, and of course she says, "Dinner's ready. I hope you brought your appetites. We're having spa, Peggy, and meatballs." Uh, the uh, reverend comes up and he's talking to Hank. He goes, did she say Spa Peggy? Hank says, well, Spa Peggy is a lot like spaghetti. I, I'm not sure what Peggy does different, but if anything, it's, uh, it's the one dish she's kind of made her own. Okay. We How it. do you make spaghetti your own? You just call it another name, apparently. Well, we find out the secret recipe. Mike Skeddy. Yeah, it's Mike Skeddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bill bowl when, of Mike Skeddy. When you yeah. eat it, it comes through your nose. <laughs> uh, now we're at Fanfare. We see the big welcome banner. Uh, and we're in the exhibit hall. Uh, there's a big old line waiting to meet Brooks and Dunn. Do you remember Brooks and Dunn? I do remember Brooks and Dunn. Boot Scoot Boogie. Uh, Neon Moon. Neon Mo- Oh, is that them? Yeah. No, is it? Yeah, it's oh, yeah, Dunn. I guess you're right. Yeah, dancing okay. under the light oh, that was a big of one. a neon that was a, moon. That was a big old dance There's song not a right bar there. you can go into that's no. still honky-tonk right now, and it's still played. Mm-hmm. It's one of those songs that about 10, 30, 11 o'clock, once the beers are starting to hit everybody, <laughs> they get to dancing, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so at the front of the line is uh, uh, Ann and Bobby. They're standing there, and I don't know if it's Brooks or Dunn talking to him. Said, uh, "Well, hey there, cowboy. Now, who's this pretty gal? Your wife?" She just they kind of laugh, and and Luann says, "We're not married. We're just sharing a tent, and we're cousins." <laughs> <laughs> Bobby says, uh, "Can you just sign our books? We'll be on our way." And uh, I, I think it's Kick Brooks, Kicks Brooks, Kicks Dunn. I don't know. Well, it's Kicks and somebody else, Roger. I don't know what oh, their names are. Uh, Kicks and Roger. It's Kicks, Brooks, and Ronnie Dunn. Kicks and Ronnie in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, Kicks, he, Brooks, and Ronnie Dunn. You can yeah, tell yeah. that that Bobby's just he's he's real depressed, and he's just just sign our books. We'll be on our way. He goes, "Whoa, what's the trouble, Bubble?" 
Uh, <laughs> which, if anybody said that to me, I think I'd spit in her face. Yeah. Uh, Bobby What's goes. What's the trouble, Bubble? <laughs> yeah. Bobby goes. Ugh, I think my girlfriend left me. Oh, says either Brooks or Dunn. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be just a little while. We got a situation here. Uh, later, uh, <laughs> this is crazy to me that they shut down the entire freaking line that's been waiting probably hours to see them. Yeah, yeah just yeah. to talk to Bob. Just to talk to Bobby. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're shutting it down. This young gentleman Shut here, it yeah. down. We got a matter of the heart. Yeah. Uh, so he says. Uh, so every time you called, Mister Superphone tells you that Connie's out with this chain fella. It's kicks talking. <laughs> Superphone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bobby says uh, he said for the first time in her life, Connie's actually happy. I don't remember him saying that. Uh, I don't okay. remember saying that either. Uh, he goes, uh, sounds like her daddy's using chain to yank your chain. And then Ronnie, Kicks at this point, right. says, Kicks is right. Heck, I got a teenage daughter at home. Every time her boyfriend calls, I say she's out with Brad Pitt. Uh, and Luann. Uh, oh, I always, love Brad Pitt. Yeah. Always <laughs> understanding the situation. Yeah, she's going, oh, I love Brad Pitt. Your daughter is so lucky. <laughs> it takes Bobby to be the voice of reason and say, no, 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 Luann, don't you get it? Connie and I are back together. And so he's super excited at this point, right? Yeah. Uh, Which is just, uh, he should know better anyway. Just He should know oh, that it's Yeah, that it's was really ploy. weird to me that he would believe Mr. Superphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knows that she's not hanging out with Shane. No, he knows that. Uh, so now we've got a big old line for Randy Travis, and this is like, you know, you go to a Comic-Con or something like that. So you stand in line to get yeah. the guy who played Darth Vader's shadow to, to sign something for you. Uh, Hank walks up to the line. He gets in the line, and uh, he turns around and goes, Look, look, it's really him. It's Randy Travis, just like on the album cover. Just like on the album yeah. cover. <laughs> uh, Peggy says, Oh, take a picture of me. Give me my lyrics. Someday my fans will want to remember this moment. Shut up, Peggy. Uh, Randy Travis is kind of singing. You hear that? And she goes, Oh, wait. And then you hear, oh, if you want to be my lady. She goes, oh. And Hank says, uh, I'll take my sandwich now. She goes, shh, just shutting him up. Uh, and then you hear Randy Travis saying, what you see is what you'll always be. It's just good, man. And then uh, she says, uh, uh, she, is, she is super taken back. She's like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, she's, she's, she's not she happy right now. She walks up. Says you stole my song and punches Randy Travis square in the face, which I thought, uh, a charges. You're gonna be brought up on charges if this is a normal world. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, <laughs> definitely gonna get charges. You're gonna be brought up on charges. You're probably gonna be forcibly removed, which we see later that she is kind of being removed. But then anyway, uh, and uh, as soon as she punches him, he falls down, and that is the first commercial break. We'll take that, and we'll be right back. Okay, we are back with uh, Randy Travis on the floor. Uh, Peggy is now being removed by two of the security guys. And she's saying, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm not the bad guy. Hank, will you say something? And these guys are putting her out the exit. And he, he's like saying, uh, why did you punch Randy Travis? She goes, this is the way God made me. I wrote that. And then they're trying to push her out the exit. And then this lady in a cowboy hat walks up and says, excuse me, fellas, hold up a second. I'm Mr. Travis's manager. Randy would like to speak to the lady. Well, that's that's good, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You know? That's a good sign. The the only thing is, like, especially after punching somebody in the face. Yeah, she punched him square in the face. And right he in is the middle. A celebrity. Yeah, he smacked yeah. him right right dab in the middle. You'd be in jail. Uh, okay, <clears throat> so now we're in Randy Travis's trailer, and by the way, his trailer has a giant picture of him on it. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just like most of know, them are like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Randy Travis is sitting in one chair uh, there on the other side. 
Randy's got a big old uh, cold compress on his face because uh, his face hurts where she punched him. He got popped. Because I bet, I bet Peggy can pack a punch with that uh, with She's that got that pitching arm. arm. Yeah, yeah, she's got that pitching arm. She's going she's gonna to be able to punch. Yeah. Hank says, and we completely understand if you don't want to give us an autograph. She goes, I have proof of your thievery. You said I had a promising songwriting career. Now how do you plead? Randy Travis says, uh, I don't plead anything, ma'am. I never saw your song. This is a form letter from my guard dog lawyers. If I had a dime for every song a fan sent me, I'd be Dolly Parton rich. <laughs> <laughs> Hank says, well, that explains it. Thank you. And he's just ready to get the F out of there. You Which know? Uh, one of the things that made Dolly Parton probably probably richer than rich was uh, whenever she sold the rights to Whitney oh. Whitney Houston. Yeah, that's true. Whenever she sold the rights to that song, Whitney Houston, she made more money than she ever made before that, after that, and just that song's rights. We were at uh, – I, I admire Dolly Parton because one of the things she does is this imagination library thing. Have you seen that? Yeah, I'm actually attached to it. My, uh, that's fantastic. Uh, my youngest, we get, I get books for him through it. Yeah. And uh, – I've talked to the people here in town before, mm-hmm. so yeah, they're really. It's a really cool organization. It's a great organization, and it really uh, is. it's all, it's all Dolly Parton funded. It is. is what's cool about it is yeah. she sends books uh, to kids every month for six years. It's of crazy. Their, the early six years of their life. Yeah. To try to bring back reading because I don't know if you, I don't know if y'all know yeah. anybody uh, that's not very literate, but it's Ooh. it's very common in the world for people to be underread in books. And you could tell who's who's underread and not by just speaking to people. And well, I think uh, I've told you before. Books, you know, more book reading. When I was teaching, I'd have I'd have freaking seniors that uh, couldn't oh, yeah. necessarily read, or they were reading it like a fourth grade level. I graduated with high school uh, high school with kids that could barely read or write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and by the way, my wife and I were at Sam's yesterday, and we were looking for you know it's kind of like Costco for those of you who don't know Sam's, uh, but. Um, we were looking for books and stuff for the kids because Christmas is coming up. Yeah. And uh, big old Dolly Parton book. I swear to God, this thing was huge. Oh, it was yeah. like two foot by three foot or something, you know. But it's it, it was just full of pictures and her whole story and stuff. I just thought it was the coolest book. I it just, is cool. If I could fit it in my door, I would bring it home. Uh, so, uh, again, he uh, uh, Hank is ready to get the hell out of there. Uh, so he stands up and he goes, well, that explains it. Thank you. And Peggy's like, uh, nope, not to me. It does not. And Hank just sits back down cause he knows what's coming. Yep. Uh, Randy Travis says, you think this is the first time two songwriters came up with similar lyrics? Stand by your man, Tammy Wynette. Understand your man, Johnny Cash. Do you see a pattern there? Peggy says, yes, but this, uh, but this is just the way God made me is uniquely Peggy Hill. You see, I grew up in Montana and I had very big feet. I still do. And when other kids would make fun of my, me, my grandma told me to tell them this is just the way God made me. And today I am able to pass that wisdom on to my students. You see, I am a boggle champion and a substitute teacher. Number one, Peggy, you're not the only freaking person that anybody's ever said this is just the way God made me. Nah. Your grandmother not. was not full of wisdom because she said that. Nah, but- Pretty much, that's, that's probably, you know, honestly, that's probably been a selling point. You can buy that. For Christianity for a long time. You can buy that on a pillow. You can buy, you know, I mean, that shit, that, that's everywhere. The one that gets me is the footsteps one. The one where it's like uh, there were only one set of footsteps. Yeah, he was I was walking me. in the sand yeah. and I saw two footsteps and then yeah. Yeah. I stopped and I thought he left me and yeah. I looked back and there was only one set of footsteps. Because he was carrying Because he was carrying me. That's right, yeah. Big, strong man. Yeah, it's a big one. Um... Well, the thing I don't understand is this is just the way God made me. 
But that's not true for Christians. No. They don't think, they okay, don't, well, that's just the way God made this guy. No, we'll just accept him. I really nope. like that. Uh, one of my favorite uh, songs or whatever was, uh, what if God was yeah. one yeah. of us? Who was that? I don't even remember. Uh, was it a country singer? No. no it was... Uh, I got to look it up now. Shit. I want to say Tracy Chapman, but yeah, that's you're wrong. You're probably... Well, that's it, wrong. No, that yeah. is wrong, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What if God... Was it was What's-Her-Face that did I- Ironic, right? I think so. Whatever Let's her see. name is. Uh, what if God was one of... A, oh, Joan Osborne. Joan Osborne. Okay, I did not do, think do, that do, at do, all. Do, 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 that's a good do. song, though. And it was also the theme song to Joan of Arcadia. Oh, yeah, yeah, The yeah. TV show. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, she says, I'm a boggle champion and substitute teacher because she's always got to move that in somehow. Randy Travis says, good for you. Teaching is important. Hank, what do you do for a living? He goes, well, I sell propane and propane accessories. And Randy Travis says, huh, <laughs> propane salesman. Now that's something that would make a pretty good song. And Hank immediately pipes up and goes, I've been saying that for years. And uh, Randy and him are just getting along now because Randy's like, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. And Peggy is pissed. You can see it on her face. Yeah, she's not she's happy. super pissed. Okay, now we're back at the campground. Um, and uh, <laughs> Lou Ann and Bobby are sitting at a, at a picnic table. She goes, Bobby, I put two of your mom's apple brown betties. Uh, I put out two of your mom's apple brown betties. Now, I'm no math magician. Math magician. Math magician, yeah, yeah. But there's only... That reminds me of uh, Trailer Park Boys. He's how he always just says random stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rocket appliances for rocket science or uh, for water under the bridge. He says water under the fridge. (laughs) Yeah. She says, uh, you know, I'm no math magician, but there's only one here now. Did you eat the other one? Bobby, uh, number one, he's already getting Oreos out of a package. I was just talking to her, and he goes, I can see how you might jump to that conclusion given last night's cupcake incident. And, yes, I did take the Apple Brown Betty, but it's for Brooks and Dunn to thank them for easing my pain. Uh, Then we hear uh, Peggy screaming dinner again. Uh, All are kind of gathered at the picnic tables. The reverend or the pastor comes up. I don't know what to call him. What do you call him, Methodist? Is it a pastor, a reverend? It's a pastor, I would would assume, right? Because they're Methodists. Yeah, pastor. I, I believe you like a pastor, because yeah. that's all uh, that's all post Lutheran break off stuff. So I think they had they had pat they had because they were going away from priests yeah. and like trying to break I think off that from would all get that it away from the reverend part so I too, think, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, that's the thing is, is reverend I think is used in Baptist for Baptist too because. Uh, always on ours was always preacher preacher it was just always preacher. well I've, I've preacher had or pastor. depending on what church I've been to it's been preacher pastor or reverend but yep. never like priest or yep. anything like that Jeff or Jeff Jeff the Jeff the guy who says words or uh, brother it was a lot brother, of brother there is a lot of brother uh, brother the and pastor sister. that the pastor that I had specifically that I that uh, I'm non-religious now but when I was he was a guy that made an impact on my life, not even religiously, just in general, made an impact on my life. Yeah. And uh, his name was Brother Terry. And we just, I, I never called him Terry. I never called him Pastor Terry. Yeah, yeah. It was always, always Brother Terry. Brother Terry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Um, so the Reverend comes up. They're about to eat. He goes, Lord, thank you for the food we're about to eat. And a quick moving line at the Sawyer Brown booth for the Calm Skies. You remember Sawyer Brown? The Sawyer Brown band? Yeah. Are they the ones that did the fishing in the dark? No, that's the nitty gritty band. No, I remember, but I don't remember. They were the big, songs. like late '80s, early '90s. I, I remember the thing. name, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, he says, "You know, thank you for the, the fast moving line. Thank you for the calm skies." And of course, Peggy has to butt in to even the prayer and says, "And please, God, punish Randy Travis for stealing my song." Amen. 
that's about as crappy as you can get right there. It is pretty crappy. She uh she she's very self-centered and narcissistic oh, and this God. is one of the this is one Not of the better kidding. episodes uh for that like her display of Ugh. narcissism. This is definitely the best episode she's for it. She's super gross in this one. You know, honestly. honestly, I think this is probably out of all of the shitty Pegasus Pegasus, out of all the shitty Pegasodes. Pegasodes. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Out of all the shitty Pegasodes, this has to be by far the worst of the worst yet. This is the worst she's acted so far. Yeah. Even more so than uh, trying to watch the baby, you know, after breaking your back. This might be worse than stuff. feeding your kids cigarettes. That's true. It could be. I don't know. <laughs> That's well, no, bad. it is. It is, though. I think it is worse because <laughs> at, at, at that time frame, that was a, a method of punishment. Is, yeah. was smoke your kids out if they well, got like caught smoking cigarettes. My, uh, my parents uh, stopped and bought beer and made me drink it in front of them just so I would yeah. hate the taste. And then you became an alcoholic. Guess what? That started you know, my alcoholism. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, loved it. I never got caught like smoking <laughs> cigarettes. But uh, yeah. when my dad found my pack of cigarettes, he just told me, hey, I can't tell you not to smoke them because I do. Just don't do it in front of your mom. Sure. That's, that's, that's that was my of, deal. That's pretty it, much what my dad said. Yeah. Tossed me the pack of cigarettes and was like, just don't do it in front of your mom or your younger siblings. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it sucks because it's an okay, but as a parent, what do you do? Yeah, you, what do you, you do? You say, do not do it. They're going to go for it they're faster. Gonna do it, they're going to do it worse. You say, do it in front of me. That's shitty parenting. You yeah, say, yeah, yeah. don't what do, do you it do? in front of your mom. That's keeping... I, it just, I don't just, know what uh, do. Just don't give them barbiturates when they have colic. <laughs> Try not to. I yeah. was listening to Matthew Perry's book. And oh, he had shit. colic as a baby really bad. He was 30 days old when he took his first barbiturate. Yikes. Because in the 60s, if you were a, yeah. a whiny cry baby, yeah, yeah. they would give you phenobarbital. Oof. The doctors would. So, so I was, I was reading, I was, I was listening to that. Yeah. So now we're on the stage at the uh, Fanfare Freedom Fest or whatever it's called, uh, and Clint Black is on the stage. Clint Black, yeah, Clint that's Black. one of them big names. He says, and Miss Faith Hill strained her vocal cords cheering on the team at the uh, celebrity softball game. Her team still lost thanks to a costly error by Garth, Garth Brooks, Brooks, who is not in this episode. He is not. Uh, all the people groan, and he goes. As pretty as Faith is, we got somebody almost as pretty, Mr. Randy Travis. And the audience just cheers and cheers. Um, Randy yeah, that's, Travis. That's one of the sadder, uh, like, country singers that's gotten, like, the aging. Because all these guys are now in their Clint 60s, Black 70s. Or Randy Travis. Nah, Randy Travis. Yeah. He had uh, really bad strokes and, and thing, stuff, yeah. and he lost his voice. So yeah. uh, he can't, like, he's starting to. He's doing music and stuff still, and they're, yeah. they're, he's trying to get back to where it's he was not at. What it was, yeah. But anytime they, uh, it was, I can't remember where it was at. I think it was like Kane Brown or something was on a radio show or yeah. behind the scenes, and they had somebody filming it. But he was singing one of Randy Travis's songs, and Randy Travis came out, and it was the song uh, Forever Never Amen, where he does that amen at the end when he does that long amen. Yeah. And that was, he's, he managed to sing that, and it sounded, you know, like the old Randy yeah. Travis, but. Yeah. Uh, I actually have a special attachment, so I'll go ahead and reveal to everybody. Please my actual it. my actual legal name is uh, not Rusty, obviously. Mm. I was originally named uh, after Randy Travis because of the Forever and Ever Amen song. Gotcha. I'm not going to tell you which one's which, sure. which one's my name, but uh, we'll keep that, that part of mystery, at least for another season. <laughs> and uh, so my dad, actually, when he went to go register my name, yeah. uh, he had actually put randy travis uh, on the paperwork oh wow and there's a cross out on my registration paperwork where they had crossed it out yeah to put what my mom actually wanted my name to be oh okay because so, it wasn't supposed to be the full but randy it's travis still named after that yeah yeah it wasn't the, it wasn't the supposed other. to be it was supposed to be one or the other his real name is rt 
RT, there you go. Uh, okay, so uh, Randy Travis comes on the stage. Wait, real quick, Mike, can I cut in for something? Yeah, man. Yeah, go ahead. Fun fact: My father originally wanted to name me Clark Kent, but my mom <laughs> shut real? that down. Yes. Oh no! That would have been fantastic. They robbed though. you. They yeah. robbed you, man. What yeah. was? What was? What was? Uh, mom, Super- I hate you. What was, Not really. <laughs> what was Superman's name on um, his plant? His Dean Kane. Kal Kal El. Kal El. Kal El. That's what I'm gonna. I've name seen my, some Kal Els. I'm gonna name my next dog Kal El. Kal El. Yeah. Hopefully that. that that's all you're gonna hear from me today. Oh, well, hey man, anytime, anytime. But I know you got another recording. Oh well, yeah. Uh, okay. Hey, I want to get a shout out to, uh, Andrew G who, uh, is here. I'm, I'm assuming by now he's doing the public affair. Yeah. The public affair um, podcast. Y'all make sure to go check that please out. Please check it uh, out. Mostly on YouTube. Uh, yeah. He does, great he does interviews. Audio version also, but yeah, great interviews. Uh, nominated for a couple of awards this year. Yeah. Um, really proud to have him as part of the rogue media family. Uh, he is honestly without him. I don't know that we'd be here. Yeah, he's a really so good interviewer for he sure. Has, he does really uh, good interviews. Uh, well, it's just the fact that he's stuck with us for three years at this point. You know, Sticking I mean, with anything in this industry for longer than a s- six months is a feat. So to do it for three years and to do it consistently yep. for three years and to not miss. and He's done it's it now. Tough. It's he's tough. He's done it now on, I think, four different sets yep. that we've changed. Four sets. <laughs> anyway, yeah, go check out Andrew yeah, G. Yeah, check out Andrew G. Public G. Affair. Um, he does a lot of cool interviews. Uh, anyway. Uh, okay, so we are at uh, Randy Travis coming on stage. Uh, Peggy in the audience. I'm surprised Randy Travis is still at the game stealing bases. Hank's like, oh, come on, Peggy. This is our vacation. Can't we just have a good time? She goes, look, you can have whatever kind of time you like. I'm going to sit here and boo. <laughs> he, he goes, would a couple of beers help the situation? She just boo, boo, boo. He goes, sure would help me. Like kind of under his breath. Yeah, 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 yeah. Know, goes to get a couple of beers. Uh, with now, the paper bag. <laughs> yeah, of course, with the paper bag. Uh, we're at the fairgrounds, and uh, you've got uh, 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 Bobby and Luann kind of walking across the fairgrounds by the horses and stuff. First, you get uh, uh, Clint Black and Lisa. I, I don't. I guess that was his wife at the time, maybe. Clint Black's wife, uh, yeah. Lisa Black. About, I guess, yeah. Mrs. Um, Black. Uh, and he goes, careful where you step, Lisa. They're kind of walking through where the horses are. He goes, that John Michael Montgomery's been riding that horse around here. And then she step, she slips and slides in some poop. Yeah. She doesn't really fall in it, but she she steps in it and like slides stumbles, in it. Yeah. She goes, Dad, gum it, John Michael. Clint, I want a horse for my birthday. He goes, oh, you got it, honey. And they just kind of walk off screen. Yeah. Here comes Bobby and Luann walking through the same area. He goes, ideally, I would have gotten uh, Brooks and Dunn matching fanfare water bottles, but I didn't have $40. Uh, this brown Betty was priced to move, and he's walking, and he drops yeah. it. He drops it in the grass, and I, it looks like he drops it in the horse poop. That's what it looked like. Luann says, ah, just shove it back in the pan. Nobody will know the difference. Uh, and then uh, we transition over to uh, Hank is in the beer line, which goes on and on and on forever, just like in any of these things you go to. And you hear this voice say, excuse me, partner, would you mind if I step in front of you? Hank turns around and he goes, well, you know, I've been waiting. Oh, my God, you're Charlie, Charlie Daniels. Daniels. Yeah. He goes, Mr. Daniels, I'm a huge fan. It'd be an honor to let you cut in front of me. He goes, well, I appreciate it. Why don't you let me get you something, too? What you drinking? He goes, oh, an Alamo, please. Let me, uh, and he says, uh, okay, well, let me have a Coke with no ice and an Alamo for my new friend here. And then he turns around and goes, that'll be $4, Slim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's great. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It makes Charlie Daniels seem like a real cheapskate. Yeah. Well, you know, $4 for a beer back then. Oh, it was a good deal. Uh, that, 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 that was a good deal, but uh, 
fight at a four dollar beer nowadays at any kind of festival oh, or fair. Yeah. You're paying like I've seen 12. people, yeah, like twelve dollars, like for stadium yeah. beers at like football games and stuff like that. It's, it's like it's insane. like sixteen, sixteen to twenty. Ounces. It's cheaper to smuggle in. Oh, yeah. a and pay the fine if you mole get skin. No, I get a. It's just rubber. Oh, okay. And you just tuck it in, and it's got like yeah. a straw on it, and yeah. you could just tilt the straw and bring a fake baby like your breastfeeding go it. buy you a eight dollar soda but you know you just buy one soda sure, and sure. you just keep topping your cup. soda off until yeah. well what what you do is you just keep topping the soda off as you're drinking it until you get to just nothing but liquor in the cup what i used to do <laughs> and then is you're I, done. what i used to do is i'd bring in those little airplane bottles oh uh, yeah yeah. you know and then you just buy a coke and, and then you're just good. buy your coke and you're yeah, good yeah you're good all day uh so uh, and those are a lot easier to to slip in yeah i used you know, to smuggle a keg in my back pocket just a stuff a big keg <laughs> with ice <laughs> oh sir i'm sorry about your hunch yeah the jinko jeans you get two of them in there i'd have a tap come out the top we just tap the beer yeah <laughs> no 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 that uh, you can just uh, hang a handicap placard around your neck or something so <laughs> yeah you can explain away the yeah, tap. It's, it's a colostomy bag <laughs> full of beer <laughs> uh so he says uh that'd be four dollars slim uh, now we're on stage. Uh, Peggy's still in the audience. She's still pissed. Uh, Randy Travis is up there and he goes, thank you. Thank you very much. Very kind. Uh, hey, this next one's got a little story behind it. And he goes, when I was a kid, you see, I spent a lot of time in Montana. Cold, cold winters up <laughs> <Whoa>. there. <laughs> and Told her whole story. <laughs> and when I was about nine or 10, my feet were growing just a little bit faster than the rest of me. She goes, what? I mean, she's saying this kind of to herself, but she's saying it out loud. You know, yeah. he goes, I mean, I had big feet. We're talking like bozo size, folks. So number one, he's he's made her feet these gigantic water ski type yeah, feet. Yeah. Uh, he goes, and when other kids would make fun of me, you see my dad, who I might add was a substitute school teacher. She, she's just like, <laughs> during this whole score story, she's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. oh dear God. Uh, he goes, oh, my dad told me, you tell him this is just the way God made me, and you hear all the people cheering. She goes, but but that's my story. He yeah. goes. Two, three, four. I have a boggle trophy on my bedroom shelf. <laughs> I mean, he look. He took everything she said and just rolled it yeah, into yeah, a yeah. song. She goes, Hank, Hank. Now we're at the exhibit hall again. Uh, Bobby is talking to Brooks and Dunn once again. Yep. Uh, he says, so I called and Connie's dad answered. I disguised my voice and I said I was from Who's Who and American Middle School students. And he put me right through, which that makes total sense with Con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brooks or Dunn. Says, uh, that only works once. And thanks for the brown Betty. And Luann says, thanks for boot scooting boogie. Uh, and then That's a good they, song. It, it, I guess. Boot scooting boogie. It's one of those that I got so sick of. Yeah, it is one of those ones they oh, play too much of. God, it's that, one of them songs that played a lot at bars, for sure. That, the electric slide. Yeah. Um, oh, Cotton Eye Joe. You know oh, what my favorite Christ. end of the night song oh, was at, at at the bar? Uh, it's closing time. No, 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 no. A country bar. Uh, so uh, when I was a kid, my dad played in pool leagues. So yep. I would be like 10, 11 years old in a bar till like 10 or 11, 12 o'clock at okay. night sometimes. And uh, when I was about 16, I started going to bars and shutting them down yeah. with my parents. It'd yeah. be like, you know, on a weekend, on a Saturday, if they went out to the bar, I'd just go with them. And uh, uh, I fell in love with Gary Stewart's music. Because drinking thing, they would no, not even drinking thing. They would play uh, at the end of the night. It would be uh, oh, uh, uh, em- empty glass, the, okay. an empty glass, my didn't, last didn't cigarette. Gary Stewart, didn't Gary Stewart the one who did the uh, drinking thing? I uh, got uh, a drinking thing. thing. I think so. I think and then he did the. Uh, I'm drinking doubles yeah, yeah, while yeah, yeah. she's acting single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think believe I put, that's it. I got it yeah, reversed. That may be yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I okay. Quick story about that song. 
Um, when I was going to technical college the first time, um, I met this guy in class who, uh, funny enough, was the uh, mascot, the, the coyote at the Spurs games for a little while when he lived in San Antonio. Uh, huge, yeah, yeah, yeah. huge Spurs fan here, and so that that tripped yeah, yeah, me you're up a, right you're there. A big Spurs fan. And then uh, anyway, he was working at a bar uh, there in that city, like in Lacey Lakeview. You know where Fridays is? Fridays. Uh, it's right there by where the, that barbecue hillbilly place heaven. Is. Yeah, it, I, yeah, whatever. Used it's to be the old hillbilly point. heaven. Okay. Yeah, it used to be well because there was a couple Wait. of country bars that used to be there. No, 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 no. I'm talking about. Like yeah, the the eatery. Right, it's like a, right a before Cajun you, place. They got gator and uh, fish stuff. It's like oh, a seafood. I don't know about that. Is that the one around the corner? So where are you talking? You know about? where where Pilgrim's Pride is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So right before you get to it, you've got that seventy seven. Yeah, you've got that big uh, right there, sh- corner store there. Yeah, right next to it is a little bar. Oh, Ashes. Ashes. That's ashes. right. Ashes. It's not it there used no to more. Be Fridays. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. Ashes. Now, I know which one you're talking <clears throat> about for sure. I just, re- I, I, I've never known it as Fridays. It was Ashes, and then now it's dust. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they tore it down. I don't know when, but so, it's not there no more for I didn't sure. Realize that. Huh? Yeah, they tore it down. It had I the think smallest the smallest uh, dance floor I've ever seen in my life. Uh, super small dance floor. Yeah. One pool table. Super small dance floor. Uh, it's uh right there in that little industrial area so i think Uh what ended up happening is whenever they remodeled that gas station yeah it's a whole corner i think they cleared that out and just put a uh extended the parking lot the little things around the corner though still like the little uh mexican restaurant place right uh papa bears yeah no that's all gone oh that's gone too yeah so So originally that whole gas station got tore down yeah. And rebuilt but all brand of that new. Got tore down and, at the same well, time. cuz it had like a little strip mall beside yeah. it. Yeah. And the st- it wasn't really a strip mall, it was a building that was attached to the actual yeah, yeah, gas yeah. station. But it looked like a little strip mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah. they tore the whole oh, wow. gas station that attachment out and uh apparently there's a development further up on 77 close to where Blue Bonnet is yeah. uh, or that new development, okay. the new housing development is kind of okay. off to the side right there. Uh, there's like a strip of land that's right there that says Papa Bear's coming soon. Oh, really? It's been sitting there for like two years. So it used to be Mama and Papa Bee's barbecue. Yeah. Uh, right around the corner there. And so if you think of the gas, I know this means nothing to anybody who's listening, but on the corner there was a, a little. Is that the same Mama and Papa Bee's that's over here on 16th? I think it was a different, different one. one. Yeah. So right there on the corner, it was uh, a little gas station and it was pretty run down. Yeah. But then around the corner was, like you say, that little restaurant, right? And it was a barbecue place at this time. On the other side was uh, Ashes, which the yeah. reason they changed their name to Ashes was because TGI Friday came in, came to town and then left, but they told them they couldn't be called Fridays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, this guy I knew that I was going to school with, he was the bartender at Ashes, or Fridays. Yeah, at yeah, the time. yeah, Fridays. And so he used to uh, call me and tell me what was going to be out for free food that night. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, being poor or whatever, going to school and stuff like that, I would glom onto that. So all I had to do was come in and buy a couple of drinks, and I could eat all the food I wanted to. Right? Oh, that's good. It yeah, yeah, that's to, a deal. Well, it was usually like cocktail wieners and barbecue sauce. Uh, it don't matter. It didn't matter, uh, If man. you're it drunk was, and hungry. It was free food. Yeah, free food. It's free food. Especially if you got beer in you. Free food is so, king. So I'd go in there, and I'd see him, and I'd eat food, and I'd watch the, the older folks come in and dance and stuff. It was it – was, it's an old – you know, it's a honky-tonk. Right? Yeah, it's, it's a honky-tonk for a, sure. It, it's an old-timer bar. So I'm sitting there one night, and – this uh, this couple comes in, and I find out that they're the folks that run the barbecue place next door, and they've been there since like five a.m. or something, you know, yeah. smoking brisket and all this stuff. 
So the guy uh, had never, never heard anybody or seen anybody order this again, but him and his wife both sat down and they ordered gin and milk. That is super gross. Is it a, is it like a, like a Moscow mule type thing? It's just gin and milk, dude. And it came in a hurricane. Cause glass. isn't a, uh, isn't a Moscow mule have milk in it? I don't think so. It just looks like milk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought it actually had milk in it. No, but okay. anyway, they ordered these. They're sitting there, of course, sipping them. There's no way if you chug this thing, you're you're. Artie will up. let me know if I'm wrong. He's a, he was a bartender, so. Oh really? Yeah, he was a he's, tell, he's done bar work, so he tell, definitely would know. Tell Artie I went to bartending academy and oh. graduated from there. <laughs> you did? Yeah. Oh, that's did. crazy. I've done a lot of stuff, uh, and so anyway, these this couple comes in, older couple. Uh, they sit there and they they're nursing their gin and milk, uh, and the old man he falls asleep at the bar, right? And so I mean, he's like. That kind of thing with his yeah, head yeah, down at on the, the bar. bar, and she's like, <laughs> yeah. she's like, oh, don't mind him. You know, we've been up since five a.m. or whatever. And uh, so I get ready to leave, and I come, I come around, and I realize that they're parked behind me, right, wherever I'm parked in the bar parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just live down the street. I'm at the time I'm living in a house on the river, which was super cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, it was great. Where um, at? Um, you know uh, where. Um, whatever that is it runs into 19th uh yeah, yeah, up yeah. a little further park lake yeah it was way off in the distance over there oh okay yeah. i know what you're talking right about because that's because the river that's where the river uh feeds out of the lake to go upstream yeah. to yeah. Yeah. like downtown area absolutely yeah so uh anyway i i sneak up behind the guy and i'm like hey sir i'm sorry you're parked behind me you know i don't want to start yeah, the yeah, guy. yeah i've never seen somebody move so fast he goes Muh! and he he wakes up real quick punches me square in the nuts. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. You scared the shit out of him. All I yeah. want you to do is move your car. <laughs> scared the hell out of him. Yeah, so that's my uh, that's my Friday slash Ashes story. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> we are at Luann telling him, uh, you know, thanks for the boot scoot and boogie. He says uh, either Brooks or Dunn. I think it's, what would you say it is? Randy and Kicks? Oh, no, uh, Kicks and Brooks. Kicks, no. Brooks, Dunn, and Brooks Kicks, and- Brooks. Kicks Brooks and Ronnie Dunn. Kicks Brooks and Ronnie Dunn. Ronnie Dunn. Okay, there you go. so Ronnie is the one who eats it. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. He goes, all right, let's dig into the apple brown Betty. He goes, hey, get your own. The boy gave it to me. Uh, Kicks says it was meant for both of us. Ronnie says, well, you keep that sweater that gal from Syracuse gave us. Well, how am I supposed to share a sweater, Kicks? You want me to rip it in half? Mm, this is good <laughs> yeah. pie. He just takes a big old piece, and then you see him pick a piece of grass out of his mouth and yeah, throw, throw it the on, grass the on the ground. I, you know, you get whatever you deserve at that point. If you're eating it and it's got grass in it, and you just keep eating it, then well, he's country as hell. So uh, yeah, that's, but you get what you deserve at that point. Yeah. Uh, so now we're back in the stands at the concert. Uh, Hank is coming back in, and Peggy's still there. And she goes, Hank, where were you? Number one, he told you where he was He going. told you exactly you where attention. he was at. He goes, Travis told, uh, told my story. He said that happened to him. He stole Boggle. He stole Montana. He stole my big feet. Uh, the guy in the audience turns around and goes, shh. And she's like, mm, who said that? Who said that? I mean, she's pissed. She's mad. Well, I mean, I, at this point. I don't it, blame her at this it point. It does honestly. look very suspicious that. Well, come to find out it is pretty fucking suspicious. It's <laughs> super, super. So is it. See, this is the dilemma in this episode. Is it really a shitty Peggy episode? Mm. 
when he legitimately stole her shit yeah. and then tried to pass it off as his own. I think it's funny that Randy Travis, as a artist, <laughs> agreed to be <laughs> seen in saying. this light. Like, I like think it's so Charlie funny. Daniels said okay to it. Randy, Randy Travis said okay to it. But let's keep okay in mind, it. at this point in time, every guy that's on this is probably a raging alcoholic. Well, probably. So I imagine Randy Travis didn't even care. <laughs> he was can't probably say that about Randy Travis. You can. He was three sheets of the wind. He was the guy who was found butt naked on the side of the road. Oh, was he really? Yeah, he oh, got... Uh, he got a DUI one time. Uh, <laughs> he had wrecked out in a ditch, and he was but completely stark naked, laid out in the grass. Randy Travis, folks. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Randy Travis. Uh, so Hank, Hank's seen enough, and he goes, all right, let's go outside. Uh, that He kind of drags her outside, and she goes, I cannot believe you're siding with Travis. I, I am your wife. He goes, uh, look. I believe you believe that you wrote that song, and I believe you believe he stole your story, but that doesn't make it true. She goes, so, I'm a liar? And then there's a huge pregnant pause there. Huge pause. And she goes, why would I make this up, Hank? He goes, you could birth twins out of the pause. He goes, it was well, such a big one. Yeah. well, Peggy, you've got a pretty high opinion of yourself. She goes, oh, then I should have a low opinion of myself. I hate having these kind of arguments. Yeah, they're terrible. Everything yeah. you say gets thrown right back in your face. She goes, is that what you're saying? He goes, no, 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 not at all. It's just that you've done so much in your – this is him trying to build it back up, trying to dig out of that hole. He goes, it's just that you've done so much in your life. You don't need to take credit for things you haven't done, like writing that song and, you know, other stuff. She goes, what other stuff? He goes, well, like dinner. I mean, I think it's cute that you call it spop egg and meatballs, but, you know, it's just noodles and tomato sauce and balls of meat. She goes, yeah. but then I add the right amount of sugar and grated Parmigiano cheese. Well, shit, Peggy. Okay. He goes, okay, well, we're, when we were setting up camp, you said that in your opinion, kindling is the best wood to start a fire. She goes, isn't it, Hank? He goes, well, of course it is, but it's not your opinion. It's a known fact. Yeah, he yeah, goes, yeah. Uh, now you say Randy Travis is taking your childhood and calling it his own. It's getting crazy. She's just like, oh, so, so now, now I'm, I'm oh, crazy. You can't even say that word. He you goes, can't even say that word. <laughs> and he goes, well, it's kind of a gray area. <laughs> she goes, I told you the truth, Hank. If I am lying, may God strike me down right now. Nothing happens. She goes, ha! Yeah, <laughs> like she like, got him on a technicality whoop, or something. Yeah. All right, so now we're in line for Travis Tritt. Uh, and we see <laughs> uh, you completely. You know, some of these guys, I can't even, like, I, I know their music and I've listened to it a thousand yeah. times, but I can't even think of a song they've written. That's how it is with a lot of that, that 90s and 2000s country, oh, sure. that late 80s. Is, it all kind of I listen to well, I listen to it on the, my, that's my parents' yeah. 30s, you know, so yeah, sure. that was pretty much what was on the radio. That was the, their 20s and 30s was all this 80s and uh, 90s country music. So it was pretty much what was drilled into my head. So. What I forget is that Bill, Dale, and Boomhauer are still there. You know, I mean, we haven't seen them in a while. No, right? we haven't. No. So now there's a line for Travis Tritt, and uh, uh, Dale is in it. He's got a walkie-talkie, of course. Yeah, they're doing some clandestine operations. This is here, Mockingbird yeah. calling the Sparrow. Da you hear Dale go, uh, hi, Dale. Or you hear Bill go, hi, Dale. Hi, Dale. He goes, use <laughs> code names, Bill. I'm Mockingbird. He goes, oh, sorry, Bill. All right, sorry, Dale. <laughs> he just told him what to do. Oh, hey, uh, Penguin, where's the big bird? Because uh, Peggy walks up. She goes, Hank and I are spending the rest of the fanfare apart because of Randy Travis. He took me back to his trailer and lied to my face, and I'd like to spit on that trailer. Yeah. That's the last thing you want to say to Dale, because he goes, oh, what would that solve? We ought to wrap the trailer in toilet paper. I think I have some left from the Billy Ray Cyrus job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, yes, I like that a lot. So now we're at the Brooks and Dunn booth. Uh, Hank is there, and he goes, uh, all right, just one more. Then i got to go find Peggy. He's taking pictures for Brooks and Dunn 
for other people standing there. Yeah, which, yeah. <laughs> okay, Hank, you're not smiling, Mr. Brooks. And then uh, Brooks goes, like he starts puking. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. That well, he ate that shit. Brown uh, actually, Artie gave me some kind of facts here about eating shit. Ooh, so, that's uh, so great. The, and, and, and specifically horse shit, because, uh. you know, that's that's the shit that's in the, this brown mm-hmm, Betty here. Mm-hmm. So the greatest risk with the exposure and ingestion of horse shit is that of a protozoan and or bacterial infection. Sure. Uh, it can give you chronic diseases. Chronic. It can also uh, give you abdominal pain, diarrhea, and it could dehydrate you during all these processes to the point of potential death. So I'm going to go ahead and put this out there, kids. Don't don't eat shit. Please do not eat shit. At least don't do it on my account. <laughs> so uh, Brooks is throwing up. Uh, now we're back at Randy Travis's trailer, uh, and they are toilet paper in this thing. Um, Peggy is on the uh, on the on the walkie-talkie, and she goes, "Mockingbird, this is Penguin or Pegwin. Uh, we are at fifty percent tissue coverage. Morale is high. How's Travis?" Uh, and she, Dale says, contain, <laughs> yeah. I contain. will secure an autograph made out to all of us. It'll be our alibi. Now I'd like to point out something. Oh, so she's got Dale in on she's it. She's got now. Dale in on it. And that's the guy you want in on something, uh, well, clandestine. you do, but you don't, you don't because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> she goes, uh, okay, Bill, throw it, throw it back over. Which is weird. Uh, one of the things that he kind of, uh, that Artie pointed out and I kind of, uh, didn't really think about this until reading it now. I, you don't see Nancy or Joseph. Yeah. They're on a field trip all the way yeah. to Nashville, yeah. but his wife and his son, everybody else got their kids except for him. Yeah. So oh, I thought absolutely. that was kind of odd. Well, I'm sure they want to break. But he did bring walkie-talkies and binoculars. <laughs> That's so. right. Uh, so she tells Bill to, uh, to throw it back over. Bill goes, I did a minute ago. It should have landed by now. Uh, and she's just like, ugh. Boomhauer, give me a boost. You see Boomhauer running around. He's got a plunger in his hand because he's got the toilet paper on it, and it's just unraveling and unraveling. He gives her a boost, uh, but Bill's climbing up on the other side. He goes, no, it's okay. I'll get it. They're both going. He goes, do you see it? And she's she's. Bill falls. The trailer starts rolling. Peggy is now on top of the trailer, and she's, ah, well, it never would have happened if it didn't stole my song. And then uh, she is able to get off. Uh, the trailer goes into the lake, mm-hmm. and then you see in the back window, Randy Travis has woken up from his nap, yep. and he's still in it. And he goes, oh, somebody, somebody help me. Get me out of here. Help me get out. So uh, Artie's notes don't get really uh, extensive till the very end here, yep. uh, close to the end of the episode. So uh, he went and did some research about the length of a time a person can survive trapped in a vehicle once yeah. it's submerged. He said, well, the factors depend upon air supply within the vehicle, the temperature yeah. of the water, uh, the individual's physical condition, and the ability to stay calm. Uh, the so, fact that he was panicking, fully submerged, sure. and he appears to be in good health, though. Sure. Uh, it's summer weather. Uh, he said that everybody's wearing, so he could have lasted a while if he was calm. That's a big-ass vehicle, too. Surely less than an hour. You yeah. know, that's a big-ass vehicle to have a lot of air in it. So, And like you say, it's summer, so I I, I don't imagine He's the cold. water was super cold. Yeah, yeah. it just would not be a, a fun experience. And I'd imagine at this point, uh, he's only in his... 30s or 40s he could have right. you know busted out the door and swam up this out is of there when you need one of those things that breaks the glass yeah yeah you know? or uh, there's screen doors on rvs That's so true too. i mean you could have just opened i one. think he could have just opened the door well some say some people say though that whenever you're trapped panics. in a car yeah. you can't open the door because of the oh, amount of pressure. pressure from yeah. the water so yeah. 
So we see Randy Travis going down with the ship, and uh, that takes us to our second commercial break. We'll take that, and we'll be right back. Be right back. All right, we are back. Um, Randy Travis is going down with the ship. Yeah, he's going down. Uh, there is no violins being played as he sinks to the bottom. No, though, not at all. Not at all. Uh, it would have been great if they would have had like Charlie Daniels just doing like old long sign or something like that this or before, taps. This or... is before Titanic, though, right? No, it was after. Titanic was ninety seven. This is definitely after the Titanic movie. <laughs> uh, definitely after the actual incident. Well, I knew it was after the incident. <laughs> but I think yeah. that happened. Which uh, some people say never happened. They say it was. Uh, my my grandpa was actually born. I think it's a his different ship. Birth. I think my grandpa's birthday is like two days or a day after the Titanic sank. Wow. Like April something, nineteen twelve. You did have older grandparents, yeah. Uh, I never met him. He was he was uh, like fifty, I think, when my dad was born. Like wow. 48, 49, 50, maybe fifty two, even yeah. I think somewhere in that frame. Sure. He was born in nineteen twelve. My dad was born in nineteen sixty. So that's fifty eight. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that fifty eight. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so he might have been like forty eight, forty eight. I don't know. He was old man. Yeah. So we come back from the commercial. Uh, you've got Boom, uh, Boomhauer, Bill, Dale, Peggy. They're kind of walking the fairgrounds because they're trying to get the hell away from this incident. Yep. So they literally just leave Randy Travis to die in this thing. They're gonna let him uh, <laughs> go down with the ship <laughs> because yeah. Peggy says, uh, "Remember, not one word." As I like to say, "What's done is done." Do you remember that song? As she likes to say, "As done is done." I mean, yeah, as done is done. You yeah. don't remember that pop song? Uh, we will go down with this oh, yeah, ship yeah, yeah, or something like that. that. I can't remember yeah, how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Hank finds him and he goes, "Peggy, where you been?" Uh, and then Bill, of course, the first one with all bad information, says, "We dumped Randy Travis's trailer in the lake." He goes, "You what?" He stole Peggy's song. It was White Flag by Dido. Ah, there that you go. was the song. Dido. But I will go. Yeah. Dido. Uh, and then Dale is just kind of laughing. He goes, look at that handsome Randy Travis. I'd like to see his chiseled face when he goes back to that trailer. So Dale is over there with his binoculars yep. watching the Randy Travis um, booth. And what Dale sees is the big ass picture of Randy Travis in the booth yeah. rather than looking for the actual human. Yeah, that's what he doesn't notice that he's bre- he's not breathing, he's not moving, he's not doing anything. He, he just doesn't assumes that, he's that that's him. Cardboard. <laughs> uh, Hank says, uh, "Where are you looking, Dale? Randy Travis's booth is empty." He goes, "Nah, I got his autograph. It's our alibi." And then Peggy looks at the autograph and says, this says, best regards the Oak Ridge boys. <laughs> <laughs> and Dale says, y- you mean the one with the beard? <laughs> There's like four of those guys. How does he think that's Randy Travis? Oh, I don't that's know. It's a hard, stiff cardboard. Uh, now we see uh, Randy Travis still kind of sinking. All of them are running out to the lake. Uh, and you can hear Randy Travis screaming, the door's locked. I can't get out. Hank. Hank kind of uh, throws himself into action here. He goes, oh, God, oh, God, please be okay. And uh, he turns around, throws his glasses back at Peggy. He starts getting into the lake. Peggy is going, please, please, please be okay. Well, Peggy, you weren't saying that a while ago. No, you weren't. You're, what's done is done. Uh, and then Dale says, uh, why would he toilet paper and then drive his own trailer into the lake? Puzzling. And then he kind of runs off like he's 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 giving himself an alibi. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Peggy says, oh, Hank, what's taking so long? Because Hank has already dove under the water. He's going to try to save Randy Travis. He's doing it. Yep. He's doing Uh, a full swim. And then Hank swims down to save him. He jimmies the door open. Um, You know, the the crowd is still there watching and stuff. He he drags him out. What do you call that where you drag somebody out of a lake? Is that – there's a name for that. Is it a fireman pull? I think it is a fireman pull. Yeah, something like that. 
Uh, and then Randy Travis gets to the or shore. A, or, or a diver's elbow. Something like that. <laughs> you give him the elbow. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a diver's groin. Yeah. Um, Randy Travis is out on the out on the uh, shore now. Hank Hank sees him, and, and he's like, oh, I was taking a nap. Trailer must have come off the blocks. Next year, I'm going to hire somebody to set it up. So Randy Travis set up his own damn trailer <laughs> this time. Oh, so he didn't even know that he He didn't know. And so uh, Peggy looks at Hank, and she goes, Hank, I'm so sorry. Hank doesn't say a damn word. He takes his glasses and just walks the hell off. And he's, yeah. I, he's fuming. Hank is pissed. He's pissed because he's he thinks pissed. that his wife did this intentionally. His wife tried to kill Randy Travis. And as crazy as his wife is, she's not in, She's not going to intentionally try to kill nobody. No, but she will walk away from it once it's been done. Uh, well... I was always taught that uh, mind your own business. So, so maybe but it was she her was business. That. She started it. Well, yeah, so you're right. You're later, right. no excuse, Peggy. <laughs> she should have went and told uh, the authorities or something. She was she was very close to a murderer. Uh, later in the church, at least manslaughter. Later in the church bus, uh, Hank is sitting there talking to the pastor. He goes, "Peggy said it was an accident, but I I don't know. She thinks Randy Travis stole her song lyrics, and maybe that sent her over the edge." The pastor kind of looks at him weird and he goes, "Hank." Reverend Schuler wants delivered, and this is Robert Schuler, right? Robert, you remember Shuler. the name Robert Schuler? No, nah, I don't big actually. Big old, he was a big old minister, TV guy. The um, the ministers that I really remember is the Drakes guy. What's his name? He's a black guy. TJ TJ uh, Jakes. Jakes. I think it's Jakes. I think it is Jakes. I remember him. I remember Bill and Gloria Gaither. Yeah. Uh, I remember James the Dobson. Thing. Yeah, the James Dobson's fan, uh, uh, family fa- faith faith with family or something. He was always the only reason why I remember him is don't f your family. Uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Well, f is for friends or <laughs> f is for family. Right, sure. I remember sitting and watching uh, the the morning news with my parents at like six a.m. Yeah, and getting ready for like school and stuff. Sure. And it would be the local news, obviously, and they would always have like a two or three minute segment. Ah, this is James Dobson. Really? It always have oh like God. in the morning yeah. on Channel Ten. They used to run James Dobson because wow. because he was syndicated nationally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was generally yeah, he still is, and it was generally in the morning time where they would air his little, and they still air. Uh, I want to say they air his audio on ninety nine point nine sometimes too. Really. On, on the country, the country station. station, yeah, I, I, I swear I really they air that. it on there sometimes. Yeah, and they also air that. It really annoys. It's kind of funny sometimes, but n- not all the time. That uh, I hear everybody. This is uh, such and such a miracle. Like oh, that yeah, guy. You know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah, that yeah. that little comedy thing they do or yeah. whatever. You know that used to be uh, uh, Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, he used to do that. that? Did that thing? Yeah, he used to do it on on. Uh, he was he would call these syndicated radio shows. That's how he kind of got started. I think that uh, the best one to ever so do. I remember it, being a kid and hearing him. Best one to ever do is those boys out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, with Roy D. Mercer. Oh, that yeah, was yeah, the yeah. That was best radio yeah. gag ever. <laughs> Huge. So uh, let's see. Where are we? Uh, Randy uh, is out. Hank is pissed. Hank's now in the bus talking to the pastor. Uh, the pastor says, Hank, Reverend Schuler once delivered a sermon that came straight from my Christmas card, but I didn't throw a rock through the Crystal Cathedral. Hank says, well, I might have made things worse. I said some awful things to her, Pastor Larry. I told her she's not as great as she thinks she is. And the pastor says, better she hears it from someone she loves. Hank says, uh, maybe she did try to drown Randy Travis. N- no, what am I saying? She'd, she'd have to be crazy. But maybe the fact that her husband doesn't support her and couldn't have, no, Peggy's not that crazy. He goes, right? And then there's a huge yeah, yeah. pregnant pause with the guy looking at him. Now we're in the hospital room uh, with uh, Brooks and Dunn, and for some reason, Bobby. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't understand why a, a child who has met them once is now in the hospital room with them. But one of them's in the bed. Uh, I, I'm assuming it's uh, oh, it's Ronnie that's in the bed. He goes, so doc in. Uh, in your opinion, uh, had he shared – this is Kix talking. In your opinion, had he shared some of the brown betty, would he have gotten quite this sick? And the other one says, Ronnie, please, I'm very ill. He goes, what was in that brown betty anyway? And Bobby, of course, is like, uh, I don't know. My mom made it. I mean, he threw his mom under the bus super quick. Now, Yeah, he uh, did. He was quick to throw her under the bus. And now sure. we're back at the camp. Well, you know, uh, she gets thrown under the bus, and oh, she throws she would throw Bobby Randy under Travis's the bus. bus into the lake. She would throw Bobby under the <laughs> yeah. bus quick. Oh, she has. Oh, a hundred times, yeah. yeah. Feeding your kids cigarettes. It's almost like throwing them <laughs> underneath the bus. I'm sure there's other incidents. I just can't think of any off the top of my head. So we're back at the campground now. Peggy is just, you can see she's distraught because she's sitting at one of the picnic tables just down in Alamos. She's just uh, throwing them back. Luann comes up and goes, Aunt Peggy, what are you doing here? Randy Travis is going to bring Uncle Hank up on stage any minute to thank him for saving his life. Peggy says, well, Hank doesn't want me anywhere near the final jam concert. Final jam concert. He said he was afraid I'd take a swing at Faith Hill for stealing our last name, which is probably not that far off. Uh, now we're on stage, and uh, you see somebody saying, uh, one more time for Mc Martina McBride. And then you hear Martina say, thank you. This next act has been featured on the cover of 20 million boxes of cornflakes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, done. <laughs> just done. Not Brooks, but just done. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, and then uh, Hank Hill is behind. He, he's backstage, and he's talking to Winona Judge, uh, Judd. And he goes, uh, to Hank Hill, love Winona. Thank you. I'm going to have to hang this in my garage. Now you'll, you'll think about what I said. And Winona goes, I was raised with charcoal. I'll die with charcoal, so back off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then a state trooper walks up. And he goes, Mr. Mr. Hill, I'm Trooper Larson with the Tennessee State Police. We received a tip that your wife, Peggy Hill, might try to harm Mr. Randy Travis. Uh, Hank goes, uh, a tip? Who told you that? The pastor yeah, yeah, yeah. walks up and goes, I did. He goes, well, you can't do that. He goes, I'm sorry, Hank. Your wife's nuts. She's a threat to others. He goes, we, we don't know that. So he didn't address the nuts part. Yeah, yeah, he just yeah. addressed that she might not be a threat. We're back on stage, and uh, Dunn is up there saying, uh, nobody can really replace Kick Brooks, but would y'all mind if Randy Travis gave it a try? You hear a big, big cheer. Now, again, you're in the backstage. Trooper's talking to Hank. He goes, uh, Mr. Hill, do you know where your wife is? And then Hank kind of looks over. He goes, do you see something, sir? And then the pastor looks over, and he goes, there she is. That's Peggy Hill. And the trooper's like, Mrs. Hill. And then Hank's like, oh, no, because he knows how this is going to turn out. He goes, uh, he runs up to Peggy, who is now surrounded by three or four troopers. He goes, Peggy, I thought we agreed you weren't going to come to the final jam concert. She goes, I'm here to see Randy Travis. I have something special to give him. And she's carrying something like a casserole dish that's covered in tin foil, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And the trooper, <clears throat> trooper says, uh, ma'am, I'd like you to come down to the police tent with me. She goes, well, wait, wait, I'm here to apologize. Look, I brought him an apple brown Betty, homemade. Hank goes, all right, you see that? It's just a pie, no knife even, which I think is a lovely, that's, that's a That's a, that's great a lovely joke. one for that's sure. That's a great joke. Yeah. Uh, and the guy, the trooper says, apple brown Betty. Kix Brooks was poisoned by a homemade apple brown Betty, fitting that description. Hank goes, Peggy, what did you do? <laughs> Not <laughs> for sure. Yeah, killing yeah. all these people. Killing everybody. Uh, the trooper goes, this is Larson. I'm going to need some backup. <clears throat> he's talking into his little thing there. I'm going to need some backup. Yeah, then, for Peggy. <laughs> he's talking into his, his, his uh, what do you call that, the little uh, thing that's on his shoulder, the, the, the communicator thing. Is that a, that's not a PA. 
That's a little radio. What a radio? I guess. Uh, talking about for the cops. Yeah. That's like a. Uh, it's a radio. It's like a C. Well, not a CB, but it's almost it's just like a, a radio. CB. It's yeah. like a CB. It's like a closed channel radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and from that, he goes, uh, I'm going to need backup. And then you hear Dale's voice come over, and he goes, this is Mockingbird. Who's Larson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. questioning the guy. Uh, and then uh, one of the troopers says, ma'am, place the baked goods on the table and take a step back, please. Hank steps uh, back, and uh, Peggy looks at him and goes, why are you looking at me like that? Randy Travis stole my song, but I am not going to kill him. I'm not crazy. Hank says, well, uh, yeah, Peggy. I mean, uh, <laughs> Peggy goes, tell him, Hank, tell him. And then the trooper uh, starts trying to lead her away, and he goes, let's go. You and your brown Betty are coming down to the station. Hank Hank can't really abide this, and he knows that she's better than this. And he goes, wait, wait, wait. She's not crazy. I'll she's just not. take her, I'll just take her <laughs> home. And the trooper says, no, 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 we have to test the pie. Hank says, what if I eat a piece of this brown Betty and I'm okay? That'll prove my wife's telling the truth, right? It's the right brown Betty, That's though. That's not the way this shit works. No, it's but not okay. the way it works. But if you're willing to eat shit to exonerate your wife, oh, I'll watch. My That's God. the thing is, as a, as a police officer, if I knew it had shit in it <laughs> and he's willing to eat it, to exonerate his wife, yeah. I'll. Uh, the only way is yeah. you eat the whole rest of that pie, sir, right. and you're good to go. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So Peggy responds to this, Hank, don't do it. It's for Randy Travis. She just kind of shakes her head at him. Uh, Hank looks at the trooper. The trooper looks at Hank. The trooper says, Mr. Hill, don't. There's already one man in the hospital. He does it anyway because Hank believes in his wife. He loves her still. No matter what she does, he takes a big bite, and he goes, hmm, now that's a good piece of pie. I'll tell you what, they ought to change the name to Apple Brown Peggy. Peggy um, realizes that Hank uh, still loves her, realizes that their argument's over and that Hank took one for the team here. And she goes, no, it's an apple brown Betty. I just had a spoonful of orange juice. It's well, Nobody else does that. Because uh, she can't even get through that without yeah, saying yeah, yeah. that I'm better than everybody <coughs> else. They hug, and I just wrote down, all is okay now? With a bunch of question marks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything's fine. And now you see Randy Travis on stage, and this is how it goes out. And this is when we learn that Randy Travis truly is a dick in this yeah, show. Yeah, he is. He's very dickish for this. And now I'd like to introduce y'all to Hank Hill, a man who taught me just how precious life is. You see, yesterday my trailer fell in the lake, and just as I was freeing myself, number one, that didn't happen, I saw this loyal fan drowning in the water nearby. Did not happen. And I saved his life. Did not happen. I want to bring him up to sing with me. Come on up here, Hank. Hank comes up, and he goes, <laughs> he's in the back talking to Peggy, and he goes, well, I'll punch him this time. I'll punch him this time, yeah. <laughs> and, and Peggy's like, no, what's the use? I mean, that's that's it. That's, that's, that's the it. whole yeah, damn yeah, yeah. thing. That's it. Yeah, and then uh, during the credits, you hear Randy Travis singing, and you get a, a kind of a slideshow of all the all the celebrities that were on, and he goes, I have a boggle trophy on my bedroom shelf. I want it with my own, with help from no one else. Still, I know I'm not perfect. I have a flaw or two, but there's plenty of love for you. Yep, and that is it, it, man. That's that it. Is, we are done with season four. That is season four, you guys. Holy uh, episode Lord four. Lord in heaven. So uh, I was uh, I was typing here in the last bit because I yeah. was looking up something uh, that Artie had sent me. I wanted to ma make sure that it was everything that I wanted to say at the end. Okay, sure. so I'm going to give you guys a little history on the Apple Betty. So Apple Brown Betty. According to the Oxford Companion to Food, one of the earliest references to the dish dates back to 1864, where it was mentioned in an article in the Yale Literary Magazine. There is speculation to how the Brown Betty got its name. In the Yale article, the B in Brown is, is not capitalized, but the B in Betty is. 
which led some people to believe that Betty is the name of the cook creator of the recipe and that brown was in huh. reference to her color skin. Oh. In the original, I don't know how to say this. I never have known how to say it, but it's like a Creole word. P-I-C-A-Y-U-N-E. Picune. Picune Creole cookbook. A recipe identical to the brown Betty traveled under the name Mulatto's Pudding. Oh. Furthering the idea no. that the sweet-sounding brown Betty was more a race-based epithet towards its maker than a homey moniker denoting golden brown breadcrumbs. Yeah, Mulatto's what they used to call people that were like half and half. Yeah, and that's, that's a terrible. And word. then actually, there was a, a a rapper that came out with that name, and the industry made her change her name. Really? Just to, yeah, it was mulatto is what she would rap underneath. Well, she's trying to whenever take she got back. picked up, yeah. she became lotto. Oh, really? She just dropped the M-U, lotto or lito. Lotto, L A T T O. She just dropped the the M U or whatever. Well, that's terrible. I uh, did not know that about Apple Brown Betty. I will now start just calling it Apple Betty. Apple Betty. Apple, yeah, Apple Betty, Betty. It just happens to be brown. All right, guys. Well, thank you for uh, holding out with us for four whole seasons. Yeah, we appreciate it. So that's f- season four. The next episode you get from us will not be season five, episode one. It'll be uh, just a recap. We're gonna just do a recap episode for next time. Yeah, we'll talk about everything talk up about until it. this point. Uh, talk about how we feel about it, how we feel about the show, how we feel about you know the future of the show and where we're going going from here. But yeah, thank you for sticking with us for four seasons. That's crazy. That's Anybody that's heard every episode from four seasons. Oh man. Thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. Um I uh I saw this well we'll talk about it on Friday, but I saw that this uh this week there was a thing that came out. They said that they're recasting Khan. And I got an if, email to talk about too that made me show. laugh my ass off. Really? Yeah, I don't I, 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 I think I forgot to send it to you. I meant well, to forward okay. it to you if I didn't. Yeah. Uh, I'll forward it to you now Wonderful. uh before we record the next episode. See episode for Friday. Yeah, you'll see us uh, you'll see us again on Friday. You want to tell us where they can find us? Yeah, you can find us at bwaaakoth.com or you could go over to youtube.com slash bwaaakoth and you can also email me at bw or uh, yeah, bwaaakoth at gmail.com. There you go. Send us an email. Let us know uh, yeah, what we've done and what we need to do. Yeah, uh, send us emails. Uh, one of the emails that I'm not really a fan of though and I'll just go ahead and say it uh it's cool for suggestions and stuff like that, but p- please don't tell us how to run the show. Kind of like it's cool to suggest different things, but <laughs> I don't mind that. I don't really, I, mean, I don't really like fine. it. It's like start your own show that if that's one. how you want to do it. I, I yeah. saw that one, and I, I'm okay with it. I mean, yeah. you, you I don't mind it. I like the emails, but I just I don't know. But honestly, it's just a fan telling us what they like and what they don't like, and that, yeah, it, that's okay that's with me. I don't yeah. mind. I don't mind. Uh, we appreciate any kind of correspondence we get from you guys. And, for uh, sure. Thank you all again for being here, and we will see you on Friday. We oui, Matanye. We oui, Matanye indeed. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.